Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. So today I wanted to talk to you guys real quick just about purpose. All of us are seeking and searching for enlightenment. That's what a lot of people would use now as far as um, what that word might be, or purpose, or why am I even here on this earth? Everyone asks this question. Why? Because God created us for a specific reason. He created us to be in the image of him. He created us to follow him, to worship him, and to pursue the purpose that he has planned out for us, right? And so in that, when we are not aligning ourselves with the God of the Bible, we will always continue to ask What is the purpose of my life here, our life here? We ask that because there is a void in our life that only God can fill. And so people who are always asking, they're always finding themselves running dry with whatever they're using to fill themselves up. Maybe it's new age thinking, new age religion, um, any religion except for Christianity, right? It could be Hinduism, Buddhism, um, um, whatever the case is. We are seeking and searching for purpose and understanding and enlightenment. Why? Because God put that on the inside of us. He put on the inside of us that desire to seek him. But if we push him aside and say, I don't like that kind of God, and we keep searching elsewhere, we will always be hungry because we are not filling up with the only, we are not filling ourselves up with the only thing that will keep us filled up, that everlasting water, that that, that well that will not run dry, which is following God, which is following Jesus Christ. And so many of us have found ourselves in a state of frustration, uh, in a state of depression and anxiety, and uh, it could be even suicidal thoughts, anything, because we find ourselves depleted because we are not aligning ourselves with our true purpose. Genesis 1, 26 through 28, it says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, in our likeliness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures moving along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So God created mankind. He created us in his image. He created us to seek him. He created us to worship him. He gave us a mind so that we can think and continue to search him out continue to to um grow in the things of God right always growing and moving forward and then to subdue the world that we live in but when Adam and Eve messed up in the garden of Eden when the serpent came and distracted Eve and twisted the word of God to say well did God really did 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 he really say that or was he meaning this did he really say don't eat from this tree or was he really saying um that you know what uh, whatever it is he said, right? And so 
what the enemy does is he totally tries to distract us from lining ourselves up with the purpose of God in our lives. And to this day, he's doing the same thing. We are continually seeking and searching out for purpose and understanding, right? Um, and, and wisdom. And we go to everywhere else except for God. Why is that? I think that's a good question. Like, why do we do that? I think sometimes it's because the world we live in, which is run by the enemy, which is run by Satan, right? Um, there's sin everywhere. Uh, there's wisdom and understanding that do not line up with the word of God everywhere. And sometimes that is more appetizing than the word of God that says, well, seek me first and everything else will fall into place. We're just like, well, no, I'd rather for things to fall into place while I seek you or just have things fall into place because you're God. So just do it. Right. And we try to manipulate God into doing what we want him to do. But God says, wait a second, I will not be manipulated. That is not the God you serve. I am in control. I created you. But what has shifted is us wanting to be God in our own lives. What does that look like? It looks like us saying, God, do this, then I will. And many of us live like that. That is sin to want to be our own God and pushing God aside. And so when we're searching out, seeking out purpose and fulfillment and understanding, if you are trying to find that in everything except for burying your nose in the word of God and saying, God, give me this understanding. I mean, you can listen to me, you can listen to other people, but we are flawed and we are imperfect and we are walking this out just like you are. I seek my foundation in the word of God. Yes, I'll get wisdom and understanding and, and help from other pastors, but we have to know that people are flawed. We have to stick with going straight to the source and saying, God, illuminate these things in my mind. And so when we're talking about purpose, when we're talking about um, why we're even here, right? Um, one thing that I like to go back to is how Jesus was saying in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branch. If a, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Now, if we are walking this thing out and we are not seeking after God and we are not putting God at the forefront, how can we expect our lives to produce good fruit? How do we expect to feel whole and healed? And us moving forward and growing in the things of God and those, those sinful desires, those, those sinful actions, those, those things that don't line up with the word of God, those things to follow. How do we expect all of that to fall away if we aren't seeking after God first and foremost? So if you're struggling with purpose and you're struggling with the whys, why am I here? Um, um, what is my purpose? If you're seeking after those things, but you aren't going to the father, you will always find yourself seeking. 
you will always find yourself going from YouTube channel to YouTube channel, from sermon to sermon, from article to article, taking and gleaning after everyone's uh, understanding of what they think their purpose is, but you will never, ever, I promise you, you will never feel 100% satisfied and rooted in that. There will always be a void because God created you. The God of the Bible created you to seek after him. He didn't create you to seek after all of these other things, but even by seeking after the other things, it will always bring us right back around to him. We can accept him or we can reject him. If we accept him, then we can keep moving forward and he can clear up all of the confusion. He can clear up all of the fear. He can clear up all of the worry and concern. But if we say, you know what? Not feeling this still, we will keep seeking and it'll bring us right back around and it'll be a vicious cycle. And so many people live their lives in that vicious cycle of, of coming back to God, asking a question, maybe reading a couple Bible verses, but then going back to their own understanding because it feels better because it fits with their sin nature that they want to hold on to. God is not a God to where he will bend and bow down to you, nor to me. God is a jealous God. He says, I will share a throne with no one, not even you, so you can come to me and I can give you clarity because you have none. You have no clarity. What you think you know, you don't know. It's like your kids coming to you and they're like, well, so-and-so said, or I believe, or I think, or this is what happened. And you're just like, you have no clue what you're talking about. You sound silly. You sound silly. And I feel like God looks at us that way. Like baby girl, baby boy, you have no clue what you're talking about. You are blinded. You're blinded. You are trying to convince yourself that the way you live your life and the way you think is right. You aren't convincing God. You're trying to convince yourself. So you try to convince other people. And when you get that affirmation from other people, you feel a little bit better about the way you do your life and the way you live your life. But when you get home and you lay your head down at night, there's questions, there's concerns, there's doubts. And there's that void, that void that can only be filled by the one true living God, the wise God, the only God, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, the one who created absolutely everything, the one who holds this earth in his hand, the one who tells the seas where to go and when to stop, the one who separated the, 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 the land from the sky. The one who created every bird, every insect, every animal, every fish. The one who created you. He is the only God that is there. Is it hard to walk this thing out and seek God? And I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult because you are 
attempting to silence the world who tells you you're crazy. The world who tells you you can have your cake and eat it too. You can serve God and do that at the same time. A world who pulls on your flesh, your flesh that loves to sin. We all have flesh. Your flesh that says, well, let's just twist it this way, twist it that way. The world will always pull on that. The enemy will always pull on that to get you to step away from under the hedge of protection, the hand of God. But the moment we step away from God, we can feel, we can feel that uncomfortableness. We can feel that, that almost tangible, just shift of just knowing you are not where you need to be. And you're walking in the world and you're no longer saying, okay, God, I'm gonna keep my hand uh, in hand with yours and my eyes stayed on you. So when it comes down to all of those thoughts and questions and the confusion of why am I here? What is my purpose? I can't tell you the details of your purpose here on earth. I can tell you the broad scope, but the details only God can share with you. Only God can confirm those things. So although that Jessica knows that I'm here to serve God and worship God and be in right standing with God and, you know, all that stuff, awesome. But what is like my personal purpose? God already shared that stuff with me. He already shared with me what he wants Jessica to do on this earth. And I'm doing it. And I'm going to continue to do it. And that vision will grow in God's timing. But we have to first submit to God and everything else will fall into place. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope that I answered some of your questions and everything that you may have. Um, Today is Easter 2020. And so when we look at the resurrection of God, uh, uh, sorry, the, the, the resurrection of Jesus, when we look at his resurrection, and his ascending to heaven and giving us all the tools that we need to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be the Christians that God has called us to be, that should be so encouraging. Jesus was the one who put us back in right standing because he shed his blood on the cross for all of our sins so that all we have to do is just ask for forgiveness, live by grace, right? Live by grace, live by faith, you know, and follow the word of God. It's so It's so much easier than saying, you know what, I'm going to do things my way and just creating void after void in our lives and creating these messes that will take time to get out of. The more we create messes, the more difficult it will take time to get out of. When we get married to the wrong person, right, and and things are going difficult and then we have kids and then we get divorced, it's going to take a long time to, to, to put things back together, to create um, a functional family unit, um, even though you guys are separated, you know, and as you start dating again, whatever the case is, uh, families have to be restored mindsets, uh, issues with the kids. What I'm saying is when we walk away from God and create a life that does not line up with him, many of us get frustrated that God can't fix it automatically. God will fix the relationship between me and my ex, between my kids and me between my kids and my ex. It's going to take a long time. And guess what? God gives us free will. So although you're choosing to follow him, 
Your spouse, your, your ex may not be following him. Your current spouse may not be following him. So we have to give God patience and give ourselves patience and walk in that grace and allow God to undo the things that we have taken so many years to do, even the stuff in our mind. And so God created us to be in right standing with him. And we have that because of what Jesus has done on the cross, but we have to walk it out. It's not easy, but it is so doable. And I'm telling you firsthand, it is so much more better. It is so better to live a life walking with God, even in the struggle of it all, even in the confusion of it all, because God gives clarity and understanding and this cloak, I don't want to use too many Christian words, the struggle of walking with God is so much easier than the pressed down heavy weight of walking alongside the world and not having God as your center of your life. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Please subscribe to my YouTube, but also please check me out on podcasts uh, and uh, our website as well, loveofthecross.com. And as I've said, as I've said before, if you want to um, email me and set up a time to chat, I would love to. That's free of char- charge. You could check me out at www.loveatthecross.com, and my email is loveatthecross.com. No, is it? Oh no, sorry, loveatthecross.rgv at gmail.com. That's it. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk with you guys later. Have a good Easter.